You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke. And for those of you who have just listened through our Enneagram series and, you know, we have been picking up and and getting back into the flow of creative individuals, not just in our community, but just in the world around us in our, and there's a lot going on in our country right now. I mean, there's just a lot going on right now. And I feel like our guest today her story is, well, first of all, it just touched me. Well, let me just back up and say our guest is Danielle Torley, and she is the very first um, TED speaker that we've ever had in our podcast. And so welcome, Danielle. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. And so Danielle is a, she's with us today to talk about her, not just her TED talk in general, uh, which is brilliant. And we're going to link to all of that. And it just touched me. And I, and we've, she and I have had some other connections before and I was not aware of her story. And it certainly um, opened me up and made me feel differently about a lot of things, but, and we'll go through that in just a second, but whatever you're feeling, I think it's really important that just listen to her story, listen to her TED talk, watch it, whatever you have to do. I actually listen to it in my car you know, like all TED Talks are like about 15 minutes, but it was a very impactful 15 minutes. I'm not going to attempt to introduce uh, Danielle's TED Talk. And so Danielle, I'd love for you to do that. Could you talk to us a little bit about what it is? And then we'll dial into just the process and the why and all of that. Sure thing. So my TED Talk is really about um, grief and trauma and an example of how to move on from that, my story of how to move on from that and the journey that I took. Um, When I was younger, I I had a family member who passed away and kind of throughout my life, it impacted me in a way that I didn't really realize or understand until I got a little bit older, of course. And I was able to find fire dancing. I'm sure we'll go into it. So I'll just put it out there, fire dancing and find that as a way to, to kind of move on and just keep moving forward with, with life and not in a way that it was, that it hindered me, but in a way that really, it was a little bit cliche, but really kind of set me free emotionally. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my story. Well, I, I absolutely, I just, well, we have worked together before where you were a fire dancer at events that we had. And of course you never think about you know, I, I always felt that fire dancing was so unique. My mom is from Hawaii. And so it's a very, you know, big part of their culture there. I mean, it's not something that ever, like I looked at that and I was like, oh, I want to try that. And I think when you watch your Ted talk and you hear the mounting, like the way that your life kind of led you there, do you feel now like looking back on it, this was really meant for you? Absolutely. When I started fire dancing, I kind of thought to myself, wow, this is really bringing things full circle for me and really kind of filling a gap that I didn't realize that I had. But, you know, to be honest, going through this whole TED process has made me realize that, wow, this is the actual kind of full circle that I needed to be able to step back 
from my own life and tell a story about it in almost a third person. And, and just to be able to look at that and reflect and then look at my growth throughout the years and how I came into fire dancing has been really such a journey. Well, and I don't want to give away too much of the TED talk because I want our listeners to feel compelled and go and watch it because, Mm -hmm. and if, if we unravel it too much, they'll be like, Oh, we know the story. I just feel like you have to, to watch it. Everybody who's listening and and really just, it's so captivating. Danielle's such a great storyteller and her story is so profound and, and unique in a lot of ways, but I'd love to talk about your creative process and what the TED experience was really like for you. I know that it's probably nothing, you know, there's so much behind the scenes. I know you worked with Shane Reynolds, who we love and has been a guest on our podcast, but, you know, was the whole TED process itself really just this journey into create your creativity? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I first came about the opportunity. I'm part of the Project Management Institute. It's a professional association for project managers. And they partnered with TED as part of the TED Institute to provide this opportunity to the PMI members. I'd seen the emails go out with a call for applications and just, I didn't really think anything of it because it was never on my radar to be a speaker, to do a TED talk. And then I saw another email go out that said they were still accepting applications, had extended the deadline for a week, and they were looking for applicants who were interested in talking about more than just project management. They wanted talks about just life and, you know, and stories and ideas. So on a whim, I decided to apply. So I pulled together the application in about a week's time. And, you know, I stayed up until one in the morning trying to figure out how I'd tell my husband that I wanted to do this and take on this huge commitment. And then there was an interview process, video interview process, and I received notice of selection on a Thursday. They said that the kickoff meeting for it was the following Monday. And right, exactly. Yeah. So that was a little bit overwhelming. And then on Monday, they said, okay, you have 10 days and we want your first draft. I panicked a little bit because I, I knew that so many people were applying. I didn't really think that I had so much of a chance. So, um, in 10 days, I had to write a script. And what I did for that is I, you know, I said to my husband, look, I I think I need a couple of days away just to kind of buy myself and uh, dive into life and my past and journal and write and, you know, read about TED Talks. So I hopped on a flight to Austin, one of my very favorite cities ever, hold myself up in a hotel room with some yoga pants and takeout and just wrote. That is so interesting. We, we just, you know, recorded an episode with Tracy Lothan about changing your scenery to tap in to your creativity. And that really resonates. It resonates with me. I know it'll resonate with our audience that, you know, sometimes you just have to reach that next level. And in order to do that, it's so intuitive and intelligent to say, I need to just get out of where I am currently. I need to change my scenery. I need to clear my mind. I really want to tap into this creative process. Where is that something that you have always done to kind of like push to the next level or really, you know, create or do something new, or is that a new practice? 
this was definitely a new practice. And I think that my husband was a little bit surprised and he, he yes, he was a little bit surprised, but still very supportive. Um, Cause you but, have, you have three small, they're not small, but young children. So yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. I needed to kind of get away from my job and yeah, I love my kids, but I needed to quiet my mind and you can't have quiet when you have three kids running around. So <laughs> They're beautiful though. Oh my gosh. I, I know we're friends on uh, Facebook and Instagram and I love your photos. Little Charlotte. I'm like team Charlotte. She is adorable. She's like a little force. I know she's probably going to follow in your footsteps. (laughs) She terrifies us (laughs) daily. (laughs) I love her. And I love that you took this time to really cultivate and think deliberately because that was one of the things when I was watching your Ted talk, I thought I didn't, cause I consume a lot of Ted talks and some of them feel very rehearsed. Yours did not feel rehearsed. It felt precise and deliberate. Do you, do you think that that was a lot doing, you know, in part a lot to this getting away and, and being deliberate about your thought process? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. When I was in Austin for, I think it was about two or three days, I did not watch TV. The only thing I watched were TED Talks. I didn't even listen to music. I just kind of sat in silence and I let my mind be bored when it needed to be and kind of let my thoughts drift. And then I just took it and corralled it all in and kind of wow. brought it together. I feel like you would coach people how to do that that like, (laughs) I'm like, please teach me how to do that. It's that's so interesting. And such an interesting part of the process. Now, did, did the, the lovely folks at Ted, did they help you at all? Do they, you know, is there any sort of like creative training that they give you, or is it truly just, you know, an unveiling of, of your journey and how you want to present that? Uh, So they provided a lot of help. I mean, their support was just incredible. They, um, they gave us all the Ted talk book. And so I just, just absorbed all of that as much as I could. And, um, and then we each had a speaker coach and, um, Mm. a Ted liaison as well. So I would work with them to, to review my drafts and I worked with them on rehearsals. I worked with the production team on rehearsals when the process started after I wrote my first draft and proudly submitted it, I received comments back that, well, Sa- Sally Cohn, my coach, she, she wrote back and said, you can do a lot better than this. And I was like, oh. okay, wow. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I poured this whole weekend into it and, you know, they gave some really good specific comments about different areas of the talk. And instead of being flated or discouraged, I just took that whole talk that I had kind of set it to the side and then started over. And, and that's pretty much where we landed with that version of the talk. Wow. Well, it's very, it mounts in a way that is climactic. And I felt just compelled and you know, what's coming because I know you, and I know that you're ultimately going in that I, we're going to share some of your photos too, because I feel like there's just so much grace and beauty in what you do and the visual creativity for those of us who get to experience it is, is very profound as well, but you're kind of on the edge of your seat a little bit and, you know, listening to you and 
even though you know the end. I mean, I think that that's sometimes the best stories where you know the end, but you just are so absorbed in the journey. And so thank you for creating that. It is very interesting. And you are a, your talk is a feature talk on the, on the TED site, correct? Yes. Yes. So after the virtual, (laughs) yes, absolutely. It was, I mean, being, being selected was incredible. There were 1200 applicants and this was for a project management Institute virtual event. So it was a two day event back in September and they had 33,000 people registered for the event from 182 countries. So that alone was just completely mind blowing. And then a few weeks after that, the TED editorial team contacted me and said that my talk had been chosen to be featured on their, on the homepage and on the newest wow. talks. So that's incredible. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. I, I, I feel like your story is very touching. It certainly touched me. I know it will touch others and it's so it's full of so much courage and creativity and inspiration. And it kind of makes you, once you watch it, you're just like, am I being brave enough? Do I need to like do something? Like you just feel that kind of urge. And so I hope that you, you are aware of the impact that just sharing the 15 minutes, which I know was a very long journey for you was much more than 15 minutes, but it's just so impactful. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thanks. You're welcome. So, okay all of our guests and I, now I'm so flipping curious about what, what the answers are for you here, but um, all of our guests, we asked them their RWL. So what they're reading, watching and listening to. And I, I never like really prep anybody for this question because um, you can kind of stack the decks a little bit, not saying that people do that, but you know, and some people are not reading and watching and listening to anything. And honestly, that's just as interesting. So is there anything that you're reading, watching, or listening to right now, Danielle, that you, that is just like either, you know, interesting is something that you want to share or have you extended this process of, you know, not clouding your mind with consumption? I'm so curious. So I'm reading a couple of books right now. I mm-hmm. just started a book on business development for government contractors. Mm-hmm. I recently decided to leave my job and accept a new job. And uh, just trying to do some some background reading up nice. on that. I am also I've started uh, White Fragility actually, so I nice. I don't I don't know much about the book. I I'm a couple chapters in, but I figure that it's so popular lately that I owe it to myself to read it. Very interesting. I is on White Fragility is on my list of th- of books to read. So maybe we'll read it at the same time, and then we can have a discussion. I. You know, not to dial in. I mean, obviously you're Asian American. I'm Asian American. And so my, but my father is white. And so I am white cultured and Mm -hmm. it's interesting, not really necessarily to be on the outskirts of it, but I definitely want to have an educated conversation. So books about, you know, white fragility, just uh, white privilege in general are really interesting to me at this time. Yes. I agree. And, you know, I was adopted when I was a baby. So I also have kind of a white or, you know, Caucasian upbringing from West Michigan. And, uh, and same as you, I I feel like I'm a little bit on the outskirts of this, but I, I would like to know both sides. So. Yeah. And just be educated. I think it's, it's so interesting. I, 
have some other friends who are Asian American. And I think we all feel the same way where we are hesitant to say anything because we're just not, we just don't know enough. And so it's great to be educated. So obviously we'll all be watching your Ted talk after this. (laughs) We can all put that on our (laughs) list, but do you take any time to to watch anything? Is there anything that uh, you're watching right now? You have, well, besides your three children, um, your three gorgeous children, obviously. Yes. Yes, they are. But luckily, thankfully they do go to bed at night and, um, and then we do have some time to watch something. And usually it's things that just let our mind kind of wander and things that are Mm -hmm. easy. I know that we are looking forward to watching the next series of the crown. So yeah. yeah, So I love that, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, I, we're going to share every possible way to um, can click connect and watch your TED talk or listen to it. It's so, I, I really am ready to, to kind of rally um, the media in our area and be like, we have this incredible local individual who's on the homepage of the, uh, of the TED site, which I don't know that we've ever had anyone that has, you know, been featured in this way. And so we want to make sure that not you're not just on our episode, but that other people. I know that you guys are doing that as well. I certainly learned about your talk from from Facebook, and you know Shane Reynolds has been shouting it to the rooftops because he's just so proud of you. Also, so we're going to link through. But if someone wanted to follow you on Instagram or Facebook, what would be the appropriate handles to do that? So I do have Instagram for my fire dancing business. Oh, there's my dog in the background. Um, and that is uh, Emerald Flame Dance on Instagram nice. and the same on Facebook as well. Very nice. And we'll share lots of photos. If you have questions for Danielle, you can email them to us. Hello at francisroy.com. It's so, I just want to say this for a second. I kind of feel like, I'm fangirling out a little bit, even though I've known you for a hot minute after watching your (laughs) TED talk. So I'm just so proud of you. And I'm so proud that you live in our community. And I just feel like you're really generous with your story. And so thank you for sharing it. Thank you, Chantal. I really appreciate your words. It's, you know, there's a little bit of that imposter syndrome going on that you'd mentioned Mm -hmm. in one of your episodes. So it's really, I'm really honored to hear that that you think that and that other people think that absolutely well we're going to make sure that everybody watches it. i feel like this whole week i'd be like hey did you watch that TED talk because <laughs> you should and then i'll just like have like a quick link on my phone and start texting it to people but thank you for being brave and thank you for being creative and, and being so willing to share and guys if you're listening um we are gonna make sure you have all the links the clicks uh, you'll be able to follow danielle on her instagram and facebook you can certainly send us questions we'll be happy to connect you. I think that there are going to be a lot of questions or a lot of people who have experiences with grief and they want to share how that they're working through their grief with um, a specific type of creative process. And so we'd be interested to hear that as well. But until next Monday, we, you know, like every Monday, we'll be launching a new episode. So we'll talk to you again. Thank you, Danielle. It's been a pleasure. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye.